Welcome to Tenant Men. Welcome to Tenant Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by my co-host, Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of Christopher Nolan's 2020 high epic, high concept time travel epic, wow, can't read, epic (laughs) high concept time travel film, Tenet. Uh, We're doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team, moving forward through the film. And Kevin is on the blue team. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. That's good. I'm glad, glad <laughs> to hear it. Uh, yeah, I am starting at the minute marker, six minutes and 21 seconds today. Where are you starting? I'm at two hours, 17 minutes, 21 seconds, and then progressing uh, forward in time uh, to two hours, 18 minutes and 21 seconds, where I began last week. This is episode six, by the way, uh, in case uh, I didn't say that. Is it? No, it's six. No, it's seven. This is episode seven, by the way, in case I didn't (laughs) say that earlier. Is it really? That's wild. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, I'm just checking my my notes. Yeah. Episode seven. So uh, shall we just jump right in? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead with your... uh... We lo- you're you're still in the opening climax or the opening <laughs> yeah. exciting part. Yeah, and like the next two weeks, we're gonna show the title of this film on the screen, and I'm excited about that. But not this week. <laughs> I always forget that comes up <laughs> because even though it's, I guess it's like eight minutes in, um, it it feels like forever into yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, because so much happens, and if you don't believe us, uh, go back yeah. and listen to the first six episodes because a <laughs> yeah. lot happens in the first couple of minutes of this movie. Uh, but yeah, so uh, my minute, we are going to uh, we're going to complete the opera house scene and then move into uh, into a little little classic torture. So um, let's just jump in. So six minutes twenty one seconds. Uh, right where we left off last week, duffel bag, oh, bombs uh, thrown into the mezzanine. <laughs> um, <laughs> our protagonist and our plain clothes response guy, uh, you know, run out of the opera house floor, run out of the opera house, the front door, right? It looks like it's just like the front door to the opera house mm-hmm. um, with seconds to spare because they, they are really booking it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But if, you, if you really slow it down and compare the amount of seconds they have until the explosion and then the distance they cover. <laughs> it's a, uh, well, I don't know. Right. So this kind of stuff happens in my minute too. So I'm just pointing it out. That... So six minutes, 21 seconds is the, the moment the duffel bag is thrown up onto the mezzanine and they're running out the, the back. Um, and then 634 is when the bomb goes off. So 13 seconds from, from the gate to the front door. I don't know. But, but what were the seconds on the bomb? You know, I, there's no, there was no uh, footage of the bomb. Oh, in this minute. In okay. this minute, in, but, but in I... my, in the script, it states the protagonist grabs the last bomb with three seconds left. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, like, that's not even enough time to throw it. 
Uh, it's, I think at 534, there's 32 seconds. Oh, man. So, yeah, it doesn't match up, actually, right? Because No, that five, happens in my minute, too. Yeah. yeah. At 534, there's 32 seconds, but the bomb doesn't detonate until 634. So, yeah, we're going to we're going <laughs> to like everything in this movie. We're going to be a little flexible with time. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a suspension of disbelief for yeah. the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so many ticking clocks in this movie <laughs> well so as, as so that's the thing right as they're running out right uh like around the 6 30 mark they're running out the front door you still hear the ticking on the like on the, on the audio in the movie you hear the mm. ticking of the bomb right so mm. uh obviously just there for cinematic effect yeah i think you pointed it out last week right no one actually puts a digital countdown display on their bombs right uh, well <laughs> I, I'm not going to say never, but I've never said I have seen actual bombs and I've never seen a clock or a timer. Uh, they've always been, you know, action activated. Yeah. Um, so 634, the bomb goes off. It's a pretty massive explosion. I think I, I also mentioned this in a previous week, right? Like throwing those bombs onto the mezzanine probably doesn't save all those people <laughs> on the on the orchestra floor, right? It's a massive explosion. The roof of this place gets blown off. Uh, it's pretty cool because like a giant cinder block lands right next to the protagonist mm-hmm. right right before he jumps into the van. Uh, it's, a, it's a really solid little action sequence. Um, but they go with into the, this... With the real actor. Like, that's really... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> mess really around. He, yeah, yeah, he doesn't... They don't mess around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 634. Bomb goes off. 638, they get into the van. And then immediately they get into the van. Uh, and there's a guy who says, in Russian, right? Uh, it's not the guy, right? Were you and Ukrainian? The subtitle said Russian. Oh, did it? Uh, it said in Russian, yeah. Huh. Okay. Is there actually a difference between Ukrainian and Russian, by the way? Viewers, uh, please let us know at uh, Tenet yeah, Men. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> hmm, they, formerly all the same uh, nation. I mean, it makes a big difference now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's a difference in the language. I don't see anything in the script about it. Actually, if current events are accurate of anything, uh, Ukraine will be Russian again. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it happens uh, a little different in the in the in the script. Is that right? It's it's the driver who has a gun on him. Well, so there's no real there's no real dialogue. They're just kind of taken. That's interesting. Hold that yeah. thought. Okay. So we jump into the van at six thirty eight. Russian says it's not the guy referring to the plain clothes guy, right? So mm-hmm. that makes it sound like. He was expecting that VIP that we saw, the mystery guy. Um, we don't have the mystery guy here. We have just a response team guy. And then he immediately shoots him in the knee, uh, which just seems ridiculous, but whatever. Um, so he gets shot in the knee. The van pulls away, and then the guy puts the gun on the protagonist, right? Mm-hmm. And then at 647, that all happened in nine seconds. At 647, we cut to a shot of the response gear on a railway track. Um, and then we have the, the this mean-looking Russian guy. Uh, and now the subtitles do call him the driver. So oh, guess, interesting. So he, he's the getaway driver, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also hear some grunting and some moaning. Uh, and then at 6.55, we see uh, this Russian guy is pulling 
the teeth out of our protagonist with a pair of pliers. Um, and then he starts, he starts talking. He says, a man can be trained to hold out for about 18 hours. Uh, and then he, so your colleagues will be clear by seven o'clock. What does that mean? I have, okay. Uh, again, we see a clock, right? He has a little so clock. At 7.02, right? we cut to the clock. So right after he says okay. that, he's like, yeah. so your colleagues will be clear by 7 o'clock. And then you cut to the little yellow clock. It's 5.37 on the clock. Um, so an hour and 20 minutes to 7. But what does that mean? Your colleagues will be clear by 7. It, I, it, I guess he's imagining they'll be able to, the, the, the operatives will be able to get out of the country by that time. Or they'll be dead. Or they'll be dead. I don't know, right? Clear. But I know. Um, <clears throat> I think what he's trying to get out of them is where, like a safe house is, where are they going? Where can I intercept them? Hmm. I want to get my hands on this algorithm or hmm. I want to get my hands on the MacGuffin. So tell me where they're going. Tell me where they are. Give me any information that will lead me to them. Um, my boss gave me seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what happened. His boss gave him seven hours to get this information. <laughs> gotcha. How many okay. teeth before you start talking? I none. I'll. What do you, you want to know? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in the CIA. I'm not trained for that. I mean, I I have no obligation to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. what about you're 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 a vet, right? You were in the army. Yeah. If you were captured and they threatened to pull your teeth, what do you tell them? You know, it would really depend upon <laughs> who's on my team at that point, because uh, <laughs> I have varying levels of loyalty to some people I've formerly served with, <laughs> particularly at this point after I've, you know, they've told me all about their ideology on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> okay, but like, but before before all that, because <laughs> like, when you were deployed, uh, if I'm you did, keeping yeah. them up for death. Um, Hmm. Uh, I'd give them. I'd give them seven teeth. <laughs> seven, seven teeth. Okay. Yeah, I'm going seven teeth, and then I'm, and then I'm lying, um, and then they can come back and take the rest. But um, right, <laughs> or kill I, me. Or I, kill that's me. true. I would be. Yeah. I would. But like, do you think there's diminishing return of pain on pulling teeth? Like the first one's going to hurt a lot, and the second one's probably going to hurt a lot. But then the more they do, like. I think it's going to hurt a little less. And yeah, I think I'd let them take the first one and be like, okay, how many more of those can I handle? <laughs> and then, because I want the lie to be convincing <laughs> because this is how torture works. You don't, they, they'll tell you whatever you want to know at a certain point. So I right. be like, all right, I got to convince them that I'm actually withholding information that right. way after they torture me, they believe that I'm actually just want to be pain free. Um, also, a vast majority of people in Ukraine speak Ukrainian, which is written from the Cyrillic alphabet, um, the language belonging with Russian and Belarusian to the East Slavic branch of the Slavic language family, which is closely related to Russian, but has distinct similarities to the Polish language. <laughs> so there is a, 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 a minor differences between the languages, but I imagine a, a Ukrainian and a Russian uh, could probably speak to, could probably get, figure out where the bathroom is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, cool. So 
He says a man can be trained to hold out for 18 hours. Your colleagues will be clear by seven. Not 100% sure what that means. Uh, or maybe that's the information that the other guy gave up. So because when we go to 707 wow. here, uh, the Russian guy, the driver, knocks over the plain clothes guy who's tied up in a chair uh, in front of our protagonist. And then the, the Russian guy says he didn't last 18 minutes. He didn't have anything to hide. You are smuggling a nobody. Hmm. So, like, I also wonder, like, what that's supposed to, that line means. You were smuggling a nobody. Like, this, he's a CIA guy, right? They swapped clothes. Um, but, like, yeah, he well, knew that. He knew that the second they got in the van because he said this isn't the guy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I think it's implying that he wasn't. They're suggesting that you're the leader of this group. That guy is mm. just a pawn. He knew, he knew nothing. Yeah. You have the information. Maybe. And that might, yeah. Um, and then the Russian guy has a knife near the protagonist's face, and then he slides it over to the collar. Uh, he says, it's risky. Uh, and then he starts tearing the collar up. We see a little silver thing. We know it's the, the poison pill. Uh, but that's actually the end of my minute, 721. Yeah. So... You'll have to wait till next week, episode eight, to see what happens next. <laughs> Dude, next week. <laughs> it's a good ending of the minutes. Sometimes the minutes have good endings and sometimes they just kind of yeah. <laughs> end in the middle of something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my minute. So a lot happened. Uh, I, again, the beginning of this movie is just absolutely action-packed and crazy. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I've seen it a dozen times and I'm rewatching it minute by minute now. And I still don't know what all this dialogue means. <laughs> uh, it, I was always confused by what's going on in this scene, this torture scene only because I, I, I didn't like comprehend and follow the action of this scene all the way through to understand that the Ukrainians and the CIA were not on the same page and, understanding that there is a temporal pincer going on in the opera house. So this did going through it methodically does answer who these torturers are and what they're trying to get at. And um, we did talk about um, my theory that um, even that there is no real antagonist. There is just tenant in the film that there's no real bad guy um, that all of this is tenant. So even these Ukrainians are, kind of a part of <laughs> the plan but that's not the movie saying that that's my realization yeah. interpretation of what's going on we're gonna have to do a summary at the end because i don't know that I, I i buy that still uh, <laughs> i think there is an antagonist um but i actually i honestly don't know how this fits into the overall plot because well you know what we'll actually get into it mm-hmm. um when our protagonist wakes up from his soon to be coma so yeah yeah uh, so we're gonna that's gonna be a big episode there's gonna be a lot to talk about there yeah and there's probably not gonna be a lot of dialogue in action so we can dig into more theories yes. <laughs> but i think it's time for the blue team to commence their minute okay um and we start off uh again with ticking clocks all over the place uh we neil is in the car in the pickup truck staring at his watch counting down nine eight <laughs> and then it cuts to 
um, the red team's already exfilled. The blue team is finally exfilling. Um, and we see the last blue soldier getting onto the uh, Sikorskis that are uh, uh, taking off. And it, he looks at his uh, um, watch and it's seven, six. Then we see Neil's watch again, four, three. <laughs> so, and like 20 seconds have passed <laughs> between these. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about. Like the, I rewatched it a couple of times because I'm like, wait, only one second is passing and I'm seeing a lot of stuff because you're cutting from Neil's expression when he's looking at his watch to Neil looking over at the blue team X filling uh, to this guy getting into the chopper, looking at his watch and an- and one more second has passed. But again, it t- we're counting down to the explosion right. that's supposed to either bury the algorithm or explode the algorithm. Or... There's a lot happening at the same time. You know what? Yeah. Not every movie can be like an episode of 24 <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> everything happens linearly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just... have commercial breaks to kind of pad the time. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think it makes sense. Okay. And then uh Neil said in the script, he says, fuck it. In the in the in in the movie, again, he's in a gas mask. Um, so a quick ADR makes it screw it which I don't know why they're saving their F-bombs at this point in the movie. <laughs> it's rated, it's PG-13, right? You only Is get it? so many. You only get so many. You only get one in that case. It's not R? I don't know. I, don't, it's, I feel no, like I'm it's PG-13. PG, it is PG-13. Okay, that's yeah. that's the reason then. Yeah. Okay, I'm not taking a 13-year-old to see this movie. Uh, <laughs> my God, the questions he'd be asking. I get enough questions in a freaking mcu movie from a kid yeah (laughs) um yeah so then uh he he guns it um he pulls up uh ives and uh the protagonist and the algorithm out of the um the 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 hypo center um and that's not uh, that's not a fun elevator ride i would imagine (laughs) because imagine like it's a it's it's a 90 degree flip yeah. On a rope. Yeah. Um, that's got to be hard on the hands. Uh, I, <laughs> I, it's impressive that they make it out because yeah. I, I, I always think about that when they get when they get pulled out of there because they're like they're both holding on to the rope. They're holding on to the algorithm. They're not really tied on to this. Right. They're just holding on for dear life. Um, it's pretty amazing that they get out. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens so quick. There is a little like there's an explosion where the ridge collapses. Yes. So it kind of makes it so it's. Um, not a, like a 90 degree, like uh, it, 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 maybe they could survive it. Um, well, it's initially but, 90 degrees too, right? I mean, they're going it, up yes. by at least a hundred feet for, yeah, they're going straight up for like a hundred feet. That's not, that's not going to be fun. Yeah. But then the ground starts collapsing right. as he's driving away. The ground is collapsing away from him and he's pulling these people yeah. up the, the, the collapsing ground. Um, and even uh, uh, Neil is pretty uh, stoked that <laughs> they're yeah, still he's, attached to he's the surprised. Rope. He's surprised, uh, which I, I appreciate that. He is definitely surprised that they're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a, in a bit more of the script, there's a bit more of like, uh, uh, like uh, uh, the protagonist is slipping and the uh, Ives has to grab him or the algorithm. And the protagonist tries to hand him the algorithm, but Ives ends up pulling them both back up. 
So it's total, just, total badass. Yeah, it's it's, it, I, it's not seen in the film, but I saw it in the script, and I was just like, <laughs> just just showing that Ives does have some connection to the protagonist. They were trying to that he's even in the face of all this, he he wants the protagonist to survive as well. <laughs> I wonder, like, do you think they filmed that, and it's just it just got dropped on the cutting room floor like i'd love to see that yeah or it's it might have even happened in the action but it's all dusty and you just can't like really mm. it's too it's too much movement <laughs> okay um uh in, in the script there's also uh, as the blue team's leaving up one of the blue team soldiers says do you think they made it um in the script that doesn't happen in the movie oh uh, okay yeah. Um, but I, the, the one thing I have is there, the camera does focus in on an individual in the, the, the helicopter who's checking their watch and in the script, they say something. Um, but I, Neil's in there. In? In one of those helicopters, in the blue team. He is? Because he has to go back. And he has to complete his original mission. Or unless... He doesn't exfil. He hasn't done it yet, though. Right? He hasn't done it yet. So after, after this Neil, who we were just in with the truck, goes back in. He infills again. He goes through his mission, and then instead of getting on the chopper, he goes back. He goes down and unlocks the door. Or I mean, locks the door. I'm not. I'm not convinced, like, because he does go back, right? We've talked. He about does this. go he, back at least once. He goes back at least once. I think he only goes back once, and that's it. Like, so I yeah. don't think he ever. I don't think he ever goes back and completes his original mission, and I don't think he needs to, right? His I, team. His team did. Well, it. they. Well, they say in the, they say in dialogue that your team needs you. Yeah, but so I it's possible. So actually, that's why I'm coming to the realization. I thought he would go back, complete his original mission, exfil, go back again, and just go down and unlock the door. Um, but it's possible he goes back. He do, he leads his team to a point, and then goes, "Okay, guys, get on the chopper. I got something to go do." And then he goes and unlocks mm, the door. Okay, that's true. so that yeah. that makes sense. I was just thinking in my head. I'm like, is one of these Neil? Because you can't. <laughs> but the the person in the movie they focus in on. I really looked at like the eyes and yeah. the eyebrows, and it's not him. Okay. Um, okay. So now we're at now we're out of the Stalag <laughs> twelve uh, scene. And um, we're back on the we're back on the private yacht in oh, yeah. uh, Vietnam, where Kat is cleaning up. She's picking up the casing. Um, she's picking up the gun, the sunscreen, because she has to clean everything. There can't be any appearance that anybody was ever on this yacht because Seder isn't supposed to be there in this timeline. She was like she must have been trained, right? Like, how does she know to pick up the casing? I, I, well, I mean, she was on that boat for a while with a bunch of CIA tenant men, right? They must have like trained her like guns and stuff. I guess, yeah. A lot goes unseen because they have three weeks on that. That's true. <laughs> that yeah. container ship. That's true. Yeah. That, that's that's one point. thing the movie doesn't express is that these people spent three weeks just sitting together. Yeah. Like if you did that in real life, you would really get to know each other. That's like, probably this, some like funny business. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of given each other some eyes. They got time to spare. They're having dinners together. (laughs) Yeah, I'd expect some funny business. Speaking of, probably my favorite thing that she does while she's cleaning up is she she drinks the the shot she does she i think it's vodka it's vodka yeah yeah i, I think so <laughs> i was that's trying his... to look at the label i'll have to see if they show the label that's his um, drink of choice so is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah. yeah that's the best moment and then she um she puts it all in the dry bag she doesn't inflate it which is maybe a movie mistake kind of thing she just kind of <laughs> zips she just kind of folds it <laughs> I, there might be enough air, but there's a gun in there. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and just throws it overboard. Um, and then she steps up to the railing. Uh, and then my minute ends just before she looks over uh, to see herself. That's a good minute. That is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that, that it's, it lines up perfectly with uh, her looking over uh, at herself, kind of ending her, her, her adventure, her mission perfectly so in your minute the bomb goes off that's yes and in my minute the bomb goes off oh shit just put wow. it out you know that's pretty, <laughs> pretty yeah cool. and technically these missions are both going on at the same time right exactly mm. exactly what that's a real tenant uh <laughs> coincidence i hmm. How how many like how many do you know like how many seconds into your minute does the bomb go off? I don't I don't keep track of this what happens by second like mm. you do because probably because I'm playing with the I'm looking at the script too. Just but, curious, yeah. Hmm. It's 13, 13 seconds into this minute. I mean, it, yeah, thirteen seconds into the minute or thirteen. Yeah. It happens at seven thirteen. It happens. Well, no, it happens at six thirty four. Six thirty four. Yeah. I could look it up as we're wrapping. That's nah, that's not important. But uh, <laughs> uh, the no, fact- no, no, Steve, we have a podcast <laughs> about this. <laughs> this is the most important thing we've ever done. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, we might just have to let you know next week uh, for the sake of not creating some dead air here. <laughs> it's seventeen. Uh, 50. No, wait, 1740. 21740. So that would be 41 or 40 minutes plus 20. Uh, it would be 70. No, okay. So it's yeah. it's close though. It's close. It's 19 yeah. seconds into your minute. Mine's 13 seconds. It's pretty, pretty it's... cool, right? But we also started from like pretty arbitrary times. So uh, for the sake of whatever, we're just going to say that they line up really perfectly. I think this is as close as you can get with dealing with editing around other things in the movie. Like <laughs> in I, order honestly, to get establishing shots and stuff, you can't line stuff up minute no, <laughs> second no. by second. But I think this was a pretty good coincidence. It's amazing. <laughs> I think it's it's really really cool, right? You've got mm-hmm. the like the climax of that opening scene and then the climax of the final scene, like kind of lining up at the same like the same relative moment in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool. All right. Um, <laughs> by the way, do we you you? This is the first minute you've seen the watch, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. This would be my first watch. And we see it twice on two different people. <laughs> right. Well, and you, and then, yeah. But it's not it's not the first time the watch is introduced because you're going backwards, yeah. but yeah. Is this the first digital watch we see from no one? So the funny thing about this watch, I've, we talked about this earlier. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big watch guy, right? This this watch actually doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and like it does and it doesn't. So the watch that does exist that's made by Hamilton, it's called like the khaki navy below zero it's an analog watch right it's just an analog watch they made a prop for the movie that has like a digital countdown on it and there's like mm -hmm. some articles out there you can actually see what it looks like it looks like a like an atrocity to wear on your wrist because like there's wires coming out of it literally like the prop watch because uh -huh. uh, they yeah, could they had they had to count it down <laughs> yeah they had like, to have they it perfect yeah they couldn't make one uh, so like the analog function on the watches in the movie do doesn't even work. They're just at a fixed time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, they had to like inject this digital display. You can actually go buy the analog version of this watch for like $2,000. Um, but yeah, the watch, the watch from the movie, the actual watch in the movie doesn't exactly exist. Yeah. Cause I think uh, like the, the big watches I know about, obviously there's a big one in interstellar. Um, there's a lot of one, there's, there's a couple of ones in inception, or at least there's one major one that they mm -hmm. show every now and then that, cause it's counting slower when they're in yeah. dream world. Um, but they're always, um, analog watches. They are. Yeah. So both of the one there's, he's got like, he actually uses like Hamilton in most of his movies. Inception's the oddball. I think that's a tag hewer. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so like all the Batman movies have a, a specific Hamilton in it. There's actually another Hamilton in this movie. We're gonna get to it because uh, oh. I'm, I'm gonna tear it apart. <laughs> is there is there one in the Prestige? Pocket watches probably. Oh, yeah. They're a great watch. Yeah. yeah, pocket watch is a nice watch. I can't yeah. think of one in Memento either. Uh, that's yeah. I don't know. That's before before he was mainstream. Before he sold out to, you know, and, uh, the Swatch group. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he gets, like, some kickbacks from the Swatch group, right? Because, like, Hamilton is owned by the Swatch group. So, like, oh. they're they're paying Nolan to be featured in his movie, right? Like, these watches fly off the shelves. Like, the Interstellar watches are so popular. Uh, mm. A lot of people own them. I mean, that watch is a plot device in that movie. It is. The others yeah. are kind of just set decoration, you know, or just like character pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Tenet, it's also sort of featured, sort of. Yeah. It's like a Batman gadget that the protagonist uses. But in Interstellar, that watch like saves the universe. It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been the Tenement Men Podcast. This has been Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> Watchmen. Uh, if you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever platform you found us on. Uh, be assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movements of the film next week. Until then, we will meet you at the beginning. Uh, I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. Oh, wait, no, that was the wrong quote. <laughs> I'll see you at the beginning, friend. <laughs>